Hello, <laughs> welcome to the Rogue Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham. I'm Jacob Hampton. I'm Eric Wood. And we are here to count down our favorite movies of the decade, 2010 to 2019. The reason we're doing it now is because 2019 just ended. And uh, we love talking about our favorites and... Um, we contemplate all the time. I think I can say that, right? We contemplate all the time, like, what are the greatest movies that we've seen? And also, with the podcast having been around for the last five or so years, um, it's, it's really nice now to kind of have this moment to say, like, okay, what, what's some of the greatest stuff that we've seen over the last 10 years? So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to hear uh, what Jake and Eric came up with and see what we have on all of our lists and stuff like that. Before we dive in, we wanted to talk very briefly about uh, the Oscars. Um, uh, we don't want to go too long just because, you know, we want to dive into the top 10. But here's what I wanted to ask you two gentlemen. With Parasite winning uh, as the first foreign language film ever to win Best Picture, um, we, <laughs> it's kind of funny because it seems like we're returning a little bit to when Moonlight won. Yeah. So Moonlight won a couple years ago and it was like, oh, does this change the Oscars? Are we finally going to have like more indies that win? Are we going to have more foreign language films or whatever? You know, maybe we didn't talk about foreign language at the time, but does this signify a change? And then Green Book won and it was like, oh, maybe it doesn't. So does it mean something that Parasite won? Mm, I wish I could see, I wish they would release the breakdown of what the voting was because I want to know if this was the result of a split maybe between other things or if it won by a landslide or whatever because honestly because of still of green book last year i i just can't say i think this is a, a sign of like big change green book felt like a, a big number like just a number breakdown like there were a lot of whatever was going on that year it felt like there were some splits there was some weird stuff going on uh-huh. it would be nice to see the breakdown the numbers who who picked what where everything fell because in between what we're talking about was also Shape of Water, right? Moonlight, Shape of Water, Green Book. Is that accurate? Yes. And so Shape of Water wasn't necessarily <clears throat> your, your run-of-the-mill winner either, but no. it also didn't feel like it was a huge departure. It somehow felt safe that year, yes. but it's like a so really strange. weird movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a super weird Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Thank, well said. It, in the end, it was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it would feel safe when it's about, you know, <laughs> female amphibian love yeah. or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that was my worry is like in the moment it felt really triumphant. And, and there was just so much love for Parasite yeah. in the room. And Bong went up there, you know, is, is three times, four times and was just like funny and charming and moving. And he seemed genuinely surprised that it continued to win. And, I, I you know... The cast winning the, the you know the SAG award it just seemed like there was a lot of love, but I want to believe yeah I that do it too is a shift I'm just not getting my hopes up too high yeah because of Green Book yeah I think it was a good year I think it was a good uh, showing I don't know I mean I think the directors did, who won director of the year Shape of Water was it it was Denise? Guillermo was yeah Guillermo? Del Toro okay that's good yeah know. yeah. Yeah, and then Green Book obviously was a split. He wasn't even nominated for Best Director because he shouldn't have been. It felt like even in the, even in the interviews that I watched with the Oscars, it felt like everyone respected Parasite. Yeah. Everyone could see that was filmmaking yeah. just done well. I know. We were talking. I just rewatched it yesterday, <clears throat> and I was talking to my wife about how great the production design was. So in my film lit class, we talk about production design every year, and we always talk about how there are three main categories that get nominated for production design. 
It's futuristic or fantasy, uh, a different era, or musicals. Those are the three. And you can go back in most years. I, 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 I guess I'm talking more modern. Right. I don't know if that was true when you go way far back because I have not studied that. But I didn't even realize till I was doing a breakdown for my class that Parasite broke that trend. Oh, yeah. I actually mm. said like, oh, wow, what a tribute to what they did right. to really have the production design kind of represent those classes and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's just a really – and we were talking about the composition of some shots. Like mm. it's not showy cinematography, but it's gorgeous yeah. for a modern movie that doesn't do a lot of really – over ambitious stuff like he there's some incredible compositions he finds all kinds of beauty and stuff that shouldn't be beautiful he and the, and the cinematographer so yeah it, it does it does feel like the craft all the way around and then the story's compelling and it's saying something about our modern world it really was a, a super worthy win- winner oh yeah other things about the oscars was there anything else that was like cool or interesting or it kind of went chalk uh, on most things you know as far as Brad Pitt. Acting was just... Yeah, uh, Renee Zellweger. Locks, um, yeah. mm-hmm. Laura Dern and Joaquin. Joaquin like mm-hmm. they, Everyone knew from the beginning they were going to win, and they all did. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot there. Was there anything that was surprising or worth mentioning before we move on? I thought the screenplay that Parasite won was fun yeah. to see it recognized. Yeah. For, I mean, it was just so well orchestrated. I know. Just every detail of and it. And Taika Waititi too. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been great if Greta Gerwig won, but I yeah. mean, Jojo Rabbit is a cool <clears throat> script. Regardless of if you mm-hmm. like the movie, it's very divisive, but it does some interesting things. Right. Yeah. Any, good Oscars. Yeah, I was, I was much happier this year. I never watched an Oscars and felt so happy pretty much ever. Yeah. Just because nothing made me angry. Right. I can't think of any one thing that made me angry. No, and there and, was a cool triumph. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I did not feel if if Parasite doesn't win Best Picture, I feel like it's not. You don't look at it as big. No, you know, I agree. Just, it doesn't. It doesn't all fit. Like it fit very well together yeah. with Parasite taking that yeah. top prize. And most people that that predicted right before the Oscars were still predicting 1917. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. It, the day of, the day before, you know, the week before, it was still 1917. And there were people who said it could be Parasite, it could be Parasite. Um, but it was really cool to kind of see, you know, the one, uh, in my mind, of course, I know we had different number ones and stuff. But in my mind, the one that should win right. won, which is yeah. just, it just doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool. Okay. Uh, we're thinking about doing a future Oscars episode, not about this year's Oscars, but just about the Oscars in general. Um, if you're listening right now and you're like, oh man, I'd love it if you did that. Like you should shoot us a little, uh, some social media thoughts or suggestions so that we can kind of plan that. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a longtime listener of the podcast, Peter Guan, who uh, contacted me after our uh, five favorite musicals episode. Um, which you can go listen to on all of the podcast formats that you, anything, you know, there are so many that I don't even know the names of, but we originate on Anchor, but then it goes to, you know, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and all kinds of other stuff. And so recently Peter sent me his top 10 favorite musicals. And you might recall, we ran through some of the 10, but we focused on our top five. And I just wanted to give him a shout out for, for being so cool and, and giving us feedback on the, on our podcast. So uh, we're going to run through that quick and then jump into the movies of the decade. Uh, number 10, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Number 9, The Wizard of Oz. Number 8, The Muppets, of course, from 2011. Number 7, Les Mis. Number 6, The Music Man. Number 5, Mary Poppins. Number 4, La La Land. Number 3, Fiddler on the Roof. Number 2, The Sound of Music. And number 1, West Side Story. And the reason Peter wanted to uh, 
take us to task is because we didn't really mention West Side Story when we did that episode. And he was like, how can you not mention the greatest musical of all time? And so I was like, well, I want to see. But but in our defense, I showed it to my kids right after that. He was like, you got to show it to your kids. I was like, I will do this. Um, but we'll talk about West Side Story in December when Steven Spielberg does uh, his, wow. his remake with Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler, I think is her name. Anyway, Peter, you're the greatest. Uh, those are his top 10. You can tweet at him. I don't know what his handle is, but he is on Twitter. Um, all right. Movies of the decade. Okay. We always use our terms, favorite movies. Um, and if you're a longtime listener, you probably will know some of these because we like to talk about the movies we love the most. So hopefully people go watch them. That makes us really proud and happy. Um, but really quickly, um, I just want to say this. I think that this, as hard as it was, and there were tons of excruciating cuts for me, this is the easiest list that I've ever made, maybe ever for any episode on the podcast, because I've had a lot more time to think about a lot of these yeah. movies. I've rewatched them. I own them. I've talked about them for years, some of them. And so that made it easier for me to make the cuts. Like, no, no, I know I like this movie better. Like, I know after five years, six years, seven years, eight years, I like this movie. Um, which isn't always, after the year, you're like, I don't know, am I still going to love this thing? Um, and I know for me, I did try to avoid movies that were from the last couple years because I know I have recency bias sometimes and I like... So Five years into the next decade, we'll do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the best of the decade. <laughs> when, decade when, when Chad can finally <laughs> use the full decade. <laughs> Five years, does that sound right? Have, we'll revisit this. We're yeah. in the same episode. We're going to intro the same. Hey, we're going to talk we, about the Oscars. <laughs> We talked before, and I, Write Jake, that down. Mark that Jake <laughs> has, uh, I am further, I have years further than Jake. Jake That's is true. the one who's gone the furthest back. All right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so it, it's possible. You know, these things change all the time. We've been, we've been putting on a Google Doc some of our favorite movies, uh, you know, our top tens from the last decade. And mine have shifted from when we did podcasts, from when I used to write lists online before we were doing, you know, any Rogo Tour stuff. Um, and so I know that those shifts happen, but this is the one I feel most confident won't shift as much. It might shift, sure, like Eric was just joking about, especially from some of the movies from the last couple of years. But I'd, I think it will shift a lot less. <clears throat> so what makes like a movie of the decade? What I mean, any quick thoughts, you guys? I know we talk a lot about what makes a movie good to you and stuff like that, but we're now talking about 10 years. Um, what is it that's made these movies we're about to count down stick out for you? That guys? said, I did. I factored in the recency stuff too. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not innocent here. <laughs> um, I also. I, the other thing that factored in for me was how well they hold up. Yeah. I think the rewatchability for me was, for was sure. one thing I factored in. Um, Same know, breakthrough performances. You yeah. Know, okay. Scenes of memorable. You know, yeah, scenes that have stuck toss. with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, uh, probably more with this list than others, and especially more than something like a uh, best of one year with the decade. Uh, rewatchability is a big thing, just because if a movie felt like an event in twenty eleven or whatever, and was like you know super important and interesting that year, but I never watched it again. Even if it had been, say, and I'm, I'm really not using any one hypothetical movie here, but yeah, say yeah. it had been my, you know, in my top three that year, but I just haven't revisited it, it's not going to be in my top ten of the decade because it didn't uh, keep bringing me back to it. Right. Uh, like these movies in my top ten have. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I think it's natural that something you've seen a lot, if it's still holding up, was just going to stick with you. 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And there were, I mean, as, and Jake talking about in my top three or whatever, there were a lot of shifts in my, you know, top mm-hmm. tens from the decade, small ones and big ones, um, already going back. So, but those have already happened. I've already seen those. And now they're, that trickle down effect is going to happen when I'm counting down, you know, the top 10. Um, and for me, I, I, I was going to mention this in a minute, but I'll, I'm going to say it now. Like, I really am, I am affected by the Oscars. We were just talking about the Oscars. Um, and I don't mean what wins and doesn't win, per se. Mm-hmm. But I mean those movies that were accepted as the best of the year, I seek those out. That's why we talk, we talk about them all the time on, yeah. the, on this podcast. Um, I seek those out. I compare them. I we think are, about them. And we are I, that pro the Oscars. We are mm-hmm. pro the Oscars, of course. Mm-hmm. And I have movies on here that didn't get nominated, but a lot of them were some of the biggest movies of those years, critically acclaimed of yep. those years. Jake's still 50-50 after Green Book. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most of us. Still rebuilding 50% that of us are pro. Still rebuilding trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that uh, was a big deal to me. Is like, And some of these are, haven't maintained like the cachet that they had at the time. But they have for me. Like there are some, mm-hmm. there's a particular one that I think may show up a couple times for us. I'm, I, I am thinking of a particular one. That is, it, it really has decreased in what other people have thought of it while it's kept increasing for me in what I thought of it. It, it moved from low on my list that year mm-hmm. to one on my list that year over the intervening nine or ten years. Oh. <laughs> or whatever, so. I thought I knew what it was when you started that night. <laughs> yeah. I'm less confident after you. For real. A little tease. That was a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else about what, what made those movies of the decade? Uh, All right. Let's, no, let's just Yeah, let's it. go. Let's talk about the ones that just missed our, just missed our list. Do you, have, do you have some of those? <laughs> I can name as many as ten. I, I, many I have I there. have fourteen. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> then I'm naming all ten. All right, go. Oh uh, wait, hold on. One, two, three, yeah, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have uh, 13. thirteen. Okay. I have I have a whole spiel of them. <laughs> Is that does that uh, mean more than thirteen? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's okay. Plus thirteen. If you say them fast, it's fine. But yeah, go go with yours. Let's go, Jake. Go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ten that I wanted on my list but didn't end up making it were Arrival, Inside mm-hmm. Out. Gravity, A Quiet Place, Beasts of the Southern Wild, 45 Years, Columbus, Manchester by the Sea, mm. The Florida Project was a really tough cut, but it's not in my 10, and Hell or High Water. Nice. The Florida Project was the one that, uh, via Twitter, Eric guessed, that I did not include in my guesses, which we'll talk about in a minute. Too recent. Um, for me. But it was because I felt like, oh, it's for sure on there. And I was like, I didn't want to guess it. And then when you said 2016, I was like, oh, good. I know, I gave it away. And it wasn't like a recency thing. It was just... No, 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 yeah, of course. Here are mine, and they include my top two from the last two years, which makes it 13. So I had nine that just missed, and I'll be honest that I never fully considered these four. And if you listen, you know I love The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and The Favorite. Those are my favorite two from 2018. And Parasite and Queen and Slim from this year. Um, they are not, they did not make my list and it is possible five years from now, as the joke Eric made, I'll be like, nope, I need to move some out cause these have moved in. But here are the ones from the previous years that did not make my list in no order at all. Hell or high water didn't make mine either. Sicario, which was a tough cut for me just cause I, that movie does something to me, but it was my number three that year. And I, you know, I don't want to like give anything away. People are going to go, I'm just kidding. How could you do that? And go listen to the other podcast. I would love it if you did that. Go listen. Uh, but the two movies I had ahead of it that year are both on the list. 
Uh, Inception didn't make it. The Way Way Back, which was my favorite movie from 2013, didn't make it. Toy mm. Story 3 didn't make it. What? Gravity didn't make that it. That was my lock for you. <laughs> <laughs> Safety Not Guaranteed, which is one of my favorite underrated movies of all time. Mm. The Big Year and The Lobster. Those are the ones that were the most difficult for me to cut. None of those are on my list. Okay. Eric? Okay, let me look here. I'll get a... It may, be a, a few... it, it may be a couple minutes, ladies and gentlemen, while he runs through okay, this so monster I, list. I broke these down more for my own. Like They were all scattered together, and then I kind of tried to year, year them down. First of all, I have to say, 2019, even as recent as it was, strong year. I think when we revisit, revisit this yeah. in five years, yeah. Chad's going to have to move some stuff yeah. around. It, I, I mean, it, Parasite will force his yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> will I force think, my hand. I think... I think his love for the little women will also <laughs> shift things around. So that said, um, for me, Prophetic. I really, I really did feel like there was something that was just really compelling about Once Upon a Time, uh, Once Once upon upon a time, time in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Yeah. Just the craftsmanship, mm-hmm. the Tarantino, yeah. the like, we go to it. It's just such a fun movie. I just talked to my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law tonight, and we uh-huh. were just going. They were just adored it. They just watched it, and we uh-huh. were just going off about what, how tender it was for for Tarantino, and how it was such a different kind of vibe for what he normally does. I think I While think still it was my of things, third of the year. It was recency. Too. We'll see where it's at. Yeah, but I mean, Parasite's wonderful. Yeah, Marriage Story I think was uh-huh. my number one. Yeah, which just and then Parasite too. Me. But I felt like Once Upon a Time was. And 1917 is great. Anyways, I'm just saying, Chad's going to have some pressure. <laughs> um, totally. I, as, we, as we looked at our, our tallies of where we're at in 2018, 2018 was not as strong for me. Like, I didn't feel as... Comp- like, there was some good stuff, but overall, like, there were more scenes that really moved me Resonated. than a full, a full film. Uh, I will say I needed to have a minute to talk about the foreign films with Roma and uh-huh. Parasite being uh-huh. so strong in the last two years. Yeah. For me, it was like, cool. I, I'll read subtitles now. I, I want, I'm <laughs> yeah. seeking those things out. Even Guillermo more. del Toro, who made Shape mm-hmm. Water, which is not a foreign film, has mm-hmm. made, has gone back and forth. He's very mm-hmm. back and forth, but um, he's made some great foreign films too, like Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, a few of the uh, first out for me, I'm going to run through. Yeah, do it. Okay, this one grew on me quite a bit. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 Okay, great. Just, just... Another one that in a couple years from now, I might be like, oh, it's actually number two yeah. from 2018. Just the beauty of that. 2017. 2017, thanks. Roger gets his award. I know. I mean... Now he's I mean, got two. Now he's, he's got coming, two. He's coming on Lubeski. Uh-huh. They're uh-huh. not... He's not the winner. Someone got four. I looked it up the other day. Does Lubeski have... So Lubeski's not the... Yeah, Lubeski has three. There's some old-timey that has four. Yep. Four. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Some old-timey like that has four. I feel like Hitchcock's fun. guy or something like I that. Don't that I don't even think it was. I didn't know the guy. I read it and I was like, who this? Okay. Yeah. Huh? New phone, who this? Yeah. <laughs> Get Out didn't make it for me. Uh-huh. Wanted it to. Did. <laughs> I was really pulling for it. Um, just because Jordan Peele needs to be represented yeah. some form well, of he'll, hey, Man, I, it'll be cool to see I'm what he does. I'm sure he'll be on... We'll talk about him more. Uh... Going by years still. Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. That was one uh, yeah, Jake, Jake mentioned. Yeah, good movie. That was in my top ten that year, too. The writing in that one. Yeah, really, it's great writing. Man. If we were talking about writing, then, you know, it probably that's makes decade some, of writing, that's, some that's decades. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, Brooklyn is a personal. Uh huh. I know. I love me some Brooklyn. Yeah, I think I might hear about that one. Are you uh, kidding? <laughs> what? What are you doing? Uh, did I guess that? Because I should have. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, we'll talk about it some other time. <laughs> I didn't even write it down, even though I felt good about it. <laughs> uh. Okay, this is one that I've watched this so many times as a as a English teacher and as a student of literature, The Great Gatsby. Yeah, I know. I saw right uh, on the cusp of my. I almost guessed that. Like, well, again, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. I almost I didn't, but I almost did. It was close. For me. It was originally the one I was going to guess, and I didn't. So I'm glad to hear it didn't make it because I didn't guess it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, didn't make it. I um, love Gatsby. It's still in my top ten from that year. Yeah. And then fantastic adaptation. And then for me, the two that were really tough were 2011's Moneyball. Yes, great movie. Moved great way script. up. It moved way script. up on mine when we redid because mm. I, I love. Oh, what a script! <clears throat> Shut up. And Second best script Aaron Sorkin's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> and 20, 2011 Drive. Nice. Love me some Gosling. Mm-hmm. Those were, my, uh, those were my last outs. Yeah, nice. I love it. Thank you. What I was mentioning before, guys, is just before I, I we made some guesses. Eric tweeted his out. You can find those mm-hmm. if you look at some ones were tagged in Rogoteurs. Jake wrote his in his phone. I wrote mine on pieces of paper. We just made some guesses about some of the movies that would show up on other people's just for fun. And I tried to not only do ones I knew, knew, knew were going to show up. I feel pretty good only because... None of the ones that I guessed just got mentioned as just being out. That doesn't mean they maybe they weren't even in. One of my guesses for Eric is a shot in the dark. Mm. Then one's a guess. I mean, then one's a... Um, I would feel really good if I got it. And then the other one is, if it's not on there, I'll leave this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave this room. I'll, I'll leave this podcast. I'll never come back. Um, a couple this will things be the on. last podcast. <laughs> for Rogo Tours ever. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to give some mini teasers about mine really quick before we go. Uh, number one, I do have one director that showed up twice. Only one. Um, uh, my two favorite, the, the answer I always give when people ask me my favorite directors, uh, I have two favorites and neither of them are in my top ten. Just because their movies from this, this, this decade didn't quite crack my list, even though I love them both. Um, I had eight Best Picture nominees or winners. Um, which shows kind nominees of nominees or winners. Yeah, yeah, eight, eight total. So eight. eight nominees, but two of them. I'm won. crunching the numbers here, and yeah. I'm looking at. <laughs> you're trying to figure it out. I'm looking. Don't at guess. Eight. Yeah, I'm looking just... at. I'm looking at eight as well. Oh, okay. You're looking at your numbers. My, got it. Got yeah. it. Same. And then I had five best director nominees. Two of them won. I haven't done that much research. I had <laughs> one movie that didn't win any Oscars, and then the other nine. Uh, I. Th- think all won at least one thing with the exception of maybe one but i think they all won at least one thing okay I think um and oh yeah and we did a podcast episode i think within the last six months or so and one of mine i flipped a top two and one of mine moved into the into the my top 10 of the decade that and then the other one i kept off if that makes sense i had a one and a two on one of our earlier lists and one became two and two became one and the one that shifted into one is on the list. I know that was really confusing. <laughs> it represented a shift from an earlier list okay. only in the last six months. Because I knew I had to be true to what I really, really felt. So it wasn't a 20... top of the year then. It was a top something else. Yeah, we okay. did a different list, not a top of the year. Mm. We did a different list. And we did it. 2016's your earliest one? 
My is, most recent. Yeah, yeah most 2017 recent. is yours? my most recent. I know which one it is. <laughs> tweeting it out right now. <laughs> Eric's going to live tweet this whole episode. <laughs> there are people like, but it's obviously like no one's listening right now. <laughs> but if you are. What the heck is he tweeting about? And then later on, they're like going back. Because we have rabid fans like that. So, uh-huh. okay, here we go. We, we said the ones that we're just going to miss. I'll start and then we'll just roll through. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm so excited. Okay, here we go. My number 10. And uh, I don't know if this list, I mean, like, I didn't write a ton of things about the various ones, and I know that we'll have multiple repeats. And so, you know, maybe this won't be as long as some of our top 10s, because our top 10 of the year was like two hours long. I know. Sorry, guys. We love you. Okay. um, Let me see. Oh, wait. Hold on. Um, I was just seeing if there's anything else that I didn't want to say here. I mean that I didn't say that I wanted to. Uh, Oh, I didn't have any real, like, straight-up comedies on the list, I realized. I was going to mention that with Criteria. Not that I ruled out comedies, but I I just noticed the movies that stick with you over a whole decade are probably ones that make you feel things, rather than just, like, that was funny, right? I look strongly at Bridesmaids. Yeah. Okay, That was the one that was, that was probably the funniest of the... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I have, have a couple that have very funny moments. Of course, but like I, the ones I already mentioned, I mentioned these four: the way way back, the which way I would, back's the other would call it as a comedy. Really Safety not guaranteed. I would call a comedy. The lobster, I think is there's a lot of funny stuff, and then the big year, which are ones that are really that I love, mm-hmm. but they all have something in them that makes them stick with me. But I didn't put them on the list either. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't quite make it. Um, yeah, I think that's the only thing. I, I the other thing I had notes here. Okay, I'm gonna start with my number ten, which did win best picture and best director in 2011. My number ten is The Artist. Oh, yeah. Uh, directed by Michael Hasnavicius. Did I guess um, that? Which I'm looking, I'm looking at my Twitter feed. Which is. <laughs> Check your own Twitter. If I didn't, which it's is one I of the. I already knew it was gonna be on there. One of the ones back from 2011 that um, we all at that time. Who knows what'll happen? Got it. We all at that time had it number one. I mean, at our new on our new list, uh, the artist is one for me that was lower that year, mm. and I've watched it over and over with my film lit class. And I just, I mean, I have such adoration for it. As mm. great performances, uh, Jean Duhardin actually won best uh, actor. He beat out George yeah. Clooney in The Descendants, which is really cool. Is. It's a silent movie, but like my film lit class and Eric and I have talked about this a lot. They really, they I'll really respond my... to it. Yes. Um, you tell them it's silent and usually they're like, Ugh. And, and then, and then you say, Hey, stay with it, stay with it. And after just a few minutes, they're in, it has a gorgeous score, which also won best original score. Um, and I really think it has some interesting things to say about, um, yeah, sure. Hollywood and acting. Sure. But also getting passed by, um, adapting love, uh, interesting things like that. Uh, I think it's, I think it is very funny. It's probably the closest thing to a comedy that I have on there here, is, although there's, there's one okay. other, although there's one other that has some really funny. I laugh harder in the other one, but this one like you wouldn't classify it. No, a comedy, you wouldn't. But, but there's romantic comedy elements and stuff. Yeah, sure. And there's some great physical comedy by both Jean Duhardin and Bernice Bejo. Um, just some. I mean, there's one particular scene with Bernice Bejo where she's like, you know, um, interacting with his coat. That I just, was gonna like, guess it. The, hand oh, the jacket. It's so mm-hmm. great, coat, and my kids love it. Um, my my film lit students. And I'm excited to show it to my real blood children, too. <laughs> um, once, uh, hopefully, the other two, the older two, can really, you know, take the silent movie thing. Anyway, so much love for the artist. Um, the fact that it's number 10 shows you, honestly, what I feel about the nine movies that are coming up. Because the artist it will always have a special place in my heart forever. It's just, it's such a beautiful movie to me. So that's my number 10 of the decade, 2010-2019. Cool. 
You want to hit it up? Am I going? Oh okay. my gosh, let's do it. Oh yeah, I forgot about like if you guys say the ones. Yeah. <laughs> I have them on paper. I'm so old. So I have a couple that are curveballs, not because they weren't acclaimed or like famous or anything like that, but just because I haven't talked as much about loving sure. them. Yeah. Um, and so this is one of those. My number ten is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. Curveball. It's a curveball. That is a curveball. Um, what year is that? 2015. Especially because The Last Jedi is so much better. I'm just joking. I'm totally uh, kidding. I'm totally kidding. I, I enjoy The Last Jedi okay. pretty much okay. as oh, much. Yeah, I was messing around. Okay. I was just Definitely not Rise of Skywalker. Um, which <laughs> and is then we of... never really talked about that because we were going to do it top 10. And I think part of the reason we didn't... Uh, not a top 10. We were going to rank Star Wars. I think part of the reason we didn't because The Rise of Skywalker was so disappointing. Yeah. Mediocre. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Force Awakens, number but, 10. I mean, yeah. And Rise of Skywalker is worth mentioning just because I think what makes The Force Awakens so special to me was it uh, just did this perfect job of capturing the magic uh, that I think Star Wars should have. Um, And it made me feel like, oh, this is just like probably a decent taste of what it must have felt like in the 70s when the original Star Wars came out. Nice. Um, And I know whatever it's been accused of all the things of, it's just copying the exact story and, you know, benefiting from uh, A New Hope, whatever. But it's just so much fun. All the stuff that gets set up, even if it didn't deliver later on in the trilogy, I I, I feel is, I was so there for it. All the the three main new characters um, that are introduced as part of that story, I really cared about each of them by the end of just that one movie. It was Um, exciting. And the, I mean, J.J. Abrams uh, just crafts the action so well. um, And of course, uh, has another brilliant Star Wars score. um, So Yeah, John Williams said he's going to, not do anymore, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, sad um, times. Of the new generation of Star Wars stuff, it was really, really good. Oh, it yeah, I was totally it. messing around. I, I enjoyed it when I saw The Force Awakens, right. for sure, yeah. Good. Five nominations? For Oscars. Mm-hmm. Oh, did nice. it? Wait. All technical stuff? Yep. Oh, I didn't know. Well, John Williams, movie. probably. Mm-hmm. Visual effects, probably. John Williams, best sound mixing. Sound and sound. Visual uh, effects, film editing, sound editing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, cool. Nice. Technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so that's awesome. my ten. Beautiful. Cool. Thank cool. you. I like that curve. I just started contemplating just now when he said that that like, it is possible. I got your top three. I'm thinking, um, with I would be. All, I would with, your with my three guesses. I would <laughs> feel really. I would feel really excited about that. If so, it just dawned on me. I'm, oh, what if I got the top three? Oh, I feel so proud. Okay, number ten for Eric. Number ten of the decade, guys. Of the favorites decade. of the decade. Movies are go. awesome. Yeah, you should watch these if you haven't, if you trust us or like us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you don't and you're listening, I don't know why you're doing that, but we appreciate it. Okay, we've got four nominations for the Academy Awards. Oh. For this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did win one. Okay. Um, I think I know. I'm just kidding. Best, <laughs> best picture was among. Best picture was among. Oh, wait, I have a guess. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? Give it to me. No, I don't want to guess it out loud. Wait, tell me the year, and then oh I'll, if it's close, I'll guess. It, it's not recent. It's one of my How far back? my olders. Like over five years back? Over five years back. Hold on. Back, yep. Plus five years. Uh, whiplash is my guess. That's incorrect. Ah! Okay, just tell us, dang it. <laughs> I didn't write Whiplash down for the record. I was just thinking maybe it got more than four, I'm now realizing. Number 10, Midnight in Paris. Oh, oh I love that movie. Woody Allen. Replay value very high. Still in my top one. ten from that year. Love that um, movie. That's a good one. And own it. 
Yeah. Don't know where I ranked it, but uh, just a Doesn't charming matter. little... So charming. Uh, ...10 of the decade now. It is about oh, yeah. as charming as a that, movie can that get, that in music, my opinion. That, that music that cues right at the beginning where it gets going, I love that. And nice. I think the writing is really strong. Yeah, I love the script. I think Owen Wilson's probably one of my favorite. Tom Owen Hiddleston Wilson's. as uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, if I recall oh, correctly, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, Owen Wilson's great. Um, yeah. Really like that one. Awesome. I love that that was there. Mm-hmm. Cool. I realize now that I think Whiplash won a couple. It was a terrible guess. I hate myself. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Love it. Oh, I love how we started. Man, mm-hmm. you guys are the Good best. Good tens. All right, number nine. Let's go, Jake. You hit the nine. Nine, nine. Yeah, and then Eric, then me, and then we'll try to, we just try to switch it so the same person's not going first and last every time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I didn't know I was this transparent about it, but my number nine is Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I knew it was on there. <laughs> Brooklyn's here. I'm so glad you love it, Eric. You were transparent. It was just like, I know you love it. Brooklyn is so good. And when he said it, and you hasn't said it, didn't make your list, I, I was wish like, oh, it was that's on my list. Okay. This, was, this, was pro- this may have we been We watched this at your house. We watched this my wife did? and I watched this with Eric and uh, Recently? Megan. Recently? Or you mean when you did? No, way back, oh, when okay. it was, way back when it came out. I didn't know you love it because a lot of people yeah. don't love it. Like, people don't I like it. I didn't love it. I, I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. I yeah. loved it. People no, no, I'm just fine. saying, like, yeah. But I think it, it's beautiful. It makes me weep every time I watch it. It's awesome. Uh, I just connect so strongly with the themes. Um... And uh, Sersha is a treasure. Mm-hmm. Sersha like inertia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Sorry. Uh, She's a treasure, though. And anyway, um, yeah, it's it's come up before. I can't remember. If I, I've mentioned it in various lists. But I I guess it's underrated for me, even though it, it was really acclaimed. It was nominated for Best Picture, but just as yeah. ter- in terms of, like, hearing people talk about it sure. five years later, yeah. nobody does. So in that way, it's very underrated for me. Agreed. So that's nice. my nine. Love it, yeah. Speaking of scenes that are wonderful in that, the music when they're when I've still only seen it once. I've still only seen it that, at your house. That, middle that part, year. middle part of the movie, or probably the beginning of the movie, where they go to this like little is it a bar or tavern or something? It's they're helping the old people and there's like an old Irishy singing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh man, amazing! Uh, literally used the score at, for our like wedding by the way, oh, <laughs> for, no way. For, like, I didn't know that for like beginning and end of ceremony oh, yeah that's awesome um, so Brooklyn love it dude you guys if you don't know uh, you know how many times I talk about this I'm a broken record like we don't make any money off of this podcast we love that you are listening I, but the reason I do it is just for what just happened right there mm-hmm. like Oh, Jake okay. like talking about Brooklyn and Eric <laughs> talking about I love that scene and then Jake being like I used part of it for our wedding like we love movies so much we hope you guys love them too Eric what's your number nine okay number nine 2014 okay okay I'm gonna give you the year <laughs> yep. got it one winner oh two nominations wait 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 I think I think this might be one of mine wait wait let me make sure kay. the year's right okay yeah 2014 oh I'm so excited if it's this one <laughs> I'm not going to show you until you say what it is. Ex Machina. Dang it. Whoa. Put that back down. Two nominations? (laughs) Visual effects? Yep. And And screenplay? Wins for visual effects. Yeah, it won. It was a surprise, kind of, because Mm -hmm. other people... I, I don't remember what they predicted... But it was it pre- was it was that was a big upset. It was an that upset was at the time upset. because especially because its effects weren't as like broad them. and big. They were good. Yeah. But they like were she has awesome. her body yeah, were, and and uh, you know some of the other things that were going on in the thing. Yeah, I watched something that was statistically saying that that was one of the bigger upsets. Huh. In yeah, the, it was. I remember. That's why I brought it, I brought it up mm-hmm. right now without even anything yeah. in front of me because I remember yeah, yeah. like people being like, "Whoa, what was the what, other? What was the one that screenplay? It was original screenplay. Alex Garland. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, very deserved. Well, yeah, very deserved. So, Vikander, another one of the gems of the 
Feminina category of uh, acting. Feminina. Um, <laughs> the world is happening. <laughs> her along with Amy yeah, she's Adams great. and Sorge. I mean, those are just yeah, yeah, top, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vic, Vic Andrews great. Um, this was the movie that made me realize Oscar Isaac was one of my favorite actors. Oh yeah, Oscar oh, Isaac yeah. is money. Uh, he's and so good. What's his mm. Dom Domnall? Gleeson. Yeah, mm. he was also great. He was also in Brooklyn. But this is where also wonderful yeah, in Brooklyn. About yeah. time. Yeah, he's good. He's also one of the Weasley brothers. True. Like one of the old ones back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, in uh, Star Wars. He's in everything. Nah, this, not my favorite performances of him from Star Wars. Oh, but absolutely that's Domino, not. you're great in other things. Though. Yeah. Yeah. We so, like you. So keep listening. Sorry, I didn't mean to slander Os- you. You're Oscar, Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac, your sci-fi, your... You son of a gun, Oscar I Isaac. I think mm. just caught me off Such guard. Such a good performance. And this one, this one really held up for me. We saw that together, too. We did. We saw this theaters together. Um, Alex Garland is just... I, I like what he does. Yeah, I like Annihilation. What he has. The Annihilation. He's, he has he's a doing new some show TV show. Yeah, month. thanks. I was like, do you remember it's what it's called? called? Devs. Devs. Oh, yeah, Devs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw like a trailer in the theater. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure before we were watching that's something. That's bizarre, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, yep. So that's awesome. Nine. Number nine. That's a great number nine. Okay, my number nine. Yeah, one of my favorite. Best Picture nominee, Best Director nominee way back uh, in, I think, 2012. Um, it has a great score. And uh, I show parts of it to my film lit class. It was a surprise Best Director nomination uh, nominee. Actually kicked out um, Ben Affleck <laughs> from Argo. And it was like a big mm-hmm. deal because everyone was like, oh, Ben, ben Affleck should have been there. And I was like, but the direction and my number nine is Beasts of the Southern Wild. Mm-hmm. The direction in Beasts of the Southern Wild is better than the direction in Argo, like well, to, to me. And it like wasn't even close. And so I was like, no, the reason this happened is because directors decided to nominate Ben Zeitlin instead of, you know, Ben Affleck. Uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild is a magical movie to me. It always has been. And I don't have any good necessarily relation to it. When I start Film Lit, I tell them like, here are some movies that I like. And one of the things I tell them that I like is movies that help me understand something I wouldn't understand or don't know a lot about. Communities I don't know a lot about, people I don't know a lot about, and this is you know po- post Katrina, Louisiana, and where there's a lot of water and a very poor community, and there's a lot of magical realism. Two really great performances um, from Quinvenzine Wallace, and right now I'm forgetting the name of, dang it, the guy who played her dad. I should have oh, looked okay. it up. I mm. couldn't tell you. Dwight Henry. Dwight, not Henry. That's wrong. Beast was too easy. I knew that. Do you have it on there? No. Oh. No. I can get it for you. Uh, he'll look it up in a minute so we can give credit to the other guy. They weren't professionals. They'd barely been in anything. They had to film a lot of his stuff when he wasn't working at like Dwight his bakery. Henry? Is it Dwight Henry? I didn't think it's oh, Henry, awesome. though. That's a different... I mean, maybe it is. Maybe I got that right. That's what I started to say. <laughs> he was like... But I thought that was I wrong. Time. That's cool. Oh, that's him. It is Dwight Henry? Oh, good. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and that was really like... They, they haven't been... They've both been in barely anything since then. I know she was in Annie and stuff, but... And Ben Zeitlin hasn't done a movie since then. He has a movie called Wendy coming out that's only getting kind of middling reviews and a lot of people are like, eh, it doesn't have the magic of Beasts of the Southern Wild. Uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild was such an enchanting experience for me when I saw it and I've watched it again since and I just love the craft. And I love the way that like it, it's not story-driven and yet there is a fair amount of plot, but it's more about the connections we share it's more about uh, the way that we like love our families. It's about the way that we understand the world. And I just, oh man, it's uh, such a spot in my heart for Beasts, my number nine. Beautiful. It was the low-hanging fruit for me. I knew you would pick that one. Yeah, yeah. I know, no, we didn't, I didn't want to necessarily, I mean, even though I picked one that I know Jake will have on and it was a stupid pick, but um, I should have done Brooklyn. That would have been cooler. 
Um, all right. Do you want Do you want to tell us your number eight, and then I'll eight. go, and then Jake will finish this off. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Twenty thirteen. Okay. Best picture. Twelve Years a Slave. Mm. Oh man! After all the time of every time giving us like five hours before you said it, you yeah, just jumped right in. Right in. Changing Every other time up. he's like changing things up. We're like silent on the podcast. Yeah. Like, is Eric gonna ever say it? And then mm-hmm. you just dove Surprise. right in. Surprise! Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve years. Don't twelve happen. years. Tell me more. Uh, I guys, this is something I hate to admit on the podcast, but I still haven't seen Twelve Years Slave, so I'm gonna get it soon and watch it. Director Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, who uh, wrote and directed Widows, one of my favorites of yeah. the last couple of years. That was, yeah, that's a good one too. With Gillian Flynn. Um, you got Fassbender. You yeah. got... Uh, Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. Lupita. Lupita. Pitt. You got Pitt. Uh, I can't Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel. There He's the main character, yeah. Solid, solid. Brad Pitt also produced it. He's known for yeah. producing stories about like African-American people and communities and stuff. Think, stories that don't get told as much as they should. Mm-hmm. I think he was a producer on Moonlight too. Yeah, I think I'm he fairly certain that that's that true. Yeah, feels right. Yeah, a lot of people say he does that, and he doesn't like take a lot of credit for it or anything. No, but he's it's like just, surprising. Yeah, when you it's look pretty up, cool. You like see yeah. him listed on IMDb. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. So three wins: best picture, supporting actress, and adapted screenplay. Nice. Um, yeah, based on a true story. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that right? It is. Solomon yes. Northup. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm a big screenplay. This was one that really, I was affected by how well the story is told. Um, yeah, really nice. It. It's I know, I not was, a real comfortable watch. No, I was the reason I haven't watched it. Like, I feel embarrassed that I haven't, especially mm-hmm. on this podcast where we're talking about how much. But it's because I'm afraid of it. I I, I was worried it would be like too hard for me to take. Mm-hmm. Truly, it's mm-hmm. difficult. But but, it, like, but stuff, stories way. like that have to be mm-hmm. difficult because yeah. mm-hmm. they're they're telling you the truth exactly. of what went on. Yeah, but but that's why I haven't like. It's a, it makes me scared. <laughs> but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. you get around to it. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to do it in the next month. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we I'm glad that we have it. You know what? We're done. Okay. Just yeah. kidding. Go watch it. All right. My number eight. My number eight was one that I didn't see for many years and one that was like really hard for me to understand when it first came out. Like, wow, why does everyone love this movie? And then when I finally saw it a long time later, I was dazzled, man. I, I've been so dazzled by this movie. Like it's still, it still tickles me to talk about how much I liked it because if you explain the plot, it feels like it would be a stupid movie, but um, it's not. It's brilliant. It's fast. It has great music. It has great performances. Uh, my number eight of the decade is Whiplash, nice. directed by Damien Chazelle. What up? What a movie, man. And I, it, like, we've talked about it before. Uh, if you can go way back to our La La Land uh, podcast episode where we also talked about Whiplash. And we had Daniel Potter on. And one of the things we talked about is, man, I don't, it's hard to know which of these movies is better. And we also talked about how it plays like a thriller. Yes. And I, belie- I, I truly believe that. And I was just the other night talking to, now I can't remember who. Oh, no, I do. Uh, one of my fellow teachers, whose name is Mark Erkenbrack. And we were talking about coaching. And we were talking about different styles of coaching. And I just launched into this like <laughs> fanboy thing about what brilliant themes Whiplash has, yes. and ta- and how like it goes in, yeah, uh huh. And he's like, oh yeah, it sounds cool. I'm sure he didn't care at all, but I'm just like going off because the way that they like characterize J.K. Simmons and he's terrible. He won an Oscar. And he's terrible and stuff. And then in the end, I mean, I guess spoiler alert for however many years ago, but like, it basically it, it, his ter- terrible style works. And it's like a really interesting way to end mm-hmm. the movie. And, and the way the last couple frames work, it's like brilliant editing. 
Uh, oh man, what a movie! What a movie! And one 14. that like that really the first time I watched it, I was just like, oh my gosh! Like, oh. this is why we watch movies. This is why we <laughs> let people that are cool write scripts, and like because like you just it just goes everywhere that you wouldn't expect in really interesting ways. And, and, you know, it should be boring. And, it, oh, it's not boring at all. It, there's no second of it that's boring. So Whiplash is my number eight of the decade. J.K. is the man. Oh, oh yeah, he's so is. good. And the, oh. way that, the way that movie starts, that's another one of those things where he's just in there drumming, doing his thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I love how that, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, I mean, the music's great. And Miles Teller's great. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is great. And it, those closing moments... Oh my gosh! Amazing. Oh, it's an incredible movie. I had no. I it was there was never any doubt this was going to be on my list. I just didn't know where it was right. going to go. Hmm. Eric, what's your number eight? My number eight. Funny you no. mentioned uh, that you have a one director on your list multiple times. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Just kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah. Who could it be? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. It's mm. weird you said it right then. It has no relation. To I know. I'm later. just being random. <laughs> Didn't you do your eight? I know my eight. Yeah. It's, it's no, wait, what? Yeah, oh, you went for, oh, you're finishing now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot you went first. I almost threw my seven out, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, here I am spo- supposedly running the show, and I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. All right, eight, slight curve, because uh, I don't talk about it. Um, my number eight is Inside Lewin Davis. Hey, nice. we talked about that before, right? Um, Didn't we just talk about it briefly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. I loved it, and I've only seen it once, and if I watch it again a second time, who knows what'll, what'll right. happen. Right. Um, That's a great. Got a, Oscar I, Isaac. Another Oscar, yeah. Probably uh, my favorite Coen brothers, um, honestly. Uh, and so different from what they normally do. I get crazy, but it's a great... <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but you know what? Let's do a Coen episode, and then Coen! Yes! yes. <laughs> Everyone knows uh, my number one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go uh, but um, man, inside Lewin Davis, did I say it all right? Inside yeah. Lewin Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just Oscar Isaac. It fills me with this like sense of nostalgia, even though it's not like a movie I've been watching for tons of years, and I wasn't alive in 1961. <laughs> and, but somehow it just fills me I with wish this I was. like. Yeah, I wish I could I go back to something, right? And uh, the music's amazing. Oscar's Please, amazing. Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. I've shown that Uh-oh. to my kids so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Driver, Justin Timberlake, go watch it on YouTube. It's amazing. So freaking hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> and it, I just love that it works without really being about... One second, um, it's essentially plotless, for the most part. There are lots of... Character study. It's a character study, yeah, right? There are threads that are set up that aren't... Uh, like closed off necessarily um and i find it very true to life that way and it feels intentional uh I, when i before i ever watched it because i watched it really mm-hmm. late i didn't watch it till a couple of years ago yeah me too um and uh i i thought that maybe i wouldn't i thought it looked like kind of maybe the lewin would just be this like cliched kind of tortured male protagonist that we see a lot in movies and tv that i would just be bored with maybe but i just feel so much empathy for him even though he's kind of a jerk but uh the movie does a great job of uh being a character study in that he feels complex and i do love the character and relate to him and it's just a beautiful movie nice love it yeah i remember um i had read some stuff about it was from a few people who didn't really like it who said that the character was just like misanthropic and blah, 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 blah. And so I actually, when I finally watched it, went into it with fairly low expectations. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, why doesn't everyone say, but in looking on people's decades list, it is very well loved. 
I just it? must have like seen some, oh yeah, it showed up. Because in preparation, I often look and make sure I'm not missing anything. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was on many, many people's, you know, top 25, top 50, oh, top awesome. 100, top 10 sometimes. Yeah, I saw it several um, times too. Yeah, I just need to see it again. But um, yeah, the, the music in it is great. <clears throat> and and uh, Oscar Isaac, you know. There's nothing, nothing but love. Coen yeah. Brothers are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, number one Coen Brothers? I don't know. But I'm just kidding. Well, I'm kidding. Now, <laughs> we actually can't do the episode because I gave away my number one already. So. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, okay. Let's give a shout out to Carrie Mulligan and John Goodman as well. Oh, yeah. John Carrie Goodman. Mulligan's good in that. Yeah. Man, I got to see that again. Man, I'm going to have a huge list of stuff I need to rewatch. I didn't realize Driver was in it. I don't, I need, oh, yeah. I need to watch he has myself. like... One second, Sixers. please, please, Mr. Yeah. Kennedy. Oh, 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 he's so funny in that scene, too. What, what it is, is it? comic gold. Space? Yeah, outer. Oh, outer? Space! Space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids will watch it over and over because they'll say, I forgot about this scene. This is hilarious. And it was like enough of a uh, close to this other song that had been written that it wasn't eligible for the Oscars. Um, and there was like some uproar because of how clever of a parody it was. Mm-hmm. It's, a great, it's a great scene. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I'll hit my uh, my seven, then we'll go to your seven, then Eric okay. can finish this up. Sure. My number seven is the one I mentioned earlier. Um, one of the only animated movies ever to get a Best Screenplay nomination and was my number two when we did our best animated, favorite animated movies of all time behind Toy Story 3, which did not make my list. My Whoa. number seven of the decade is Inside Out, which I could no longer deny is my favorite animated movie. And I love Toy Story 3, which is two on that list still. Um, Finally, Inside, Inside Out takes its rightful place. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I've you're been right. fighting it for years. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, all I can finally... say is you're right in this case. Thank yeah, uh, Toy Story 3 is still number two, and I have much love for it. But Inside Out is, I mean, you, you, I also mentioned on our screenplay episode, I just think that it is one of the most brilliant um, adult and kids movies at the same time and when I say adult I just mean like it says some really interesting things about how we grow up it says some really interesting things about how our brains work and these are like actual backed by science things told with a story that like kids just follow along as this fun story that you can I mean I relate it to my own self and seeing things that I dropped and things that I care about now and the way that I interpret things oh man I just I'm dazzled by it and 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 you know Eric's 100% right like I can no longer deny that like you know what just the craft here put, puts it as my favorite animated movie currently of all time. Let's just remember it was five years since 2015. We're now in 2020. Five years have now come. Remember that? Five years down the road. <laughs> Eric says that because I always say five years is how long mm-hmm. you really need to know before, <laughs> before yep. a movie, you know, before you know. Anyway, Inside <laughs> Out, my number seven of the decade. And I feel I have no problem with that. Like, I know it's an animated movie. I know, like, it's ostensibly for kids, but, like, brilliance. It was awesome. the closest one to cracking my top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Right, and seven, I named Jay. it as an honorable Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my seven uh, had a, a ton of buzz when it was uh, in its Oscar swing, and I think people have since forgotten about it or been like, it's not that great, but I've never stopped loving it. Do you know it? Oh, no, I was... Are you just, like, ready for the delivery? Slash, it's, I had uh, a guess, but I'm not going to say it's it. It's Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, nice. No, that was mm-hmm. not my guess. Oh, okay. Um, I love Silver Linings. It's, uh, man, that, I just, Jennifer Lawrence winning for that movie is just one of my favorite wins because I just feel it's a really unique uh, acting win to give because normally the Academy focuses on, um, you know, impersonations of famous people or... 
uh, I don't know, things that are showy in other ways. And her performance is very showy, but it's just, uh, I just find the character so fascinating. And Bradley Cooper as well. Uh, everyone in the movie is just fantastic. Um, Danny Elfman's score uh, is so nice. And uh, when I watched it the first time, honestly, it just, um, part of this was just movies I'd seen up until that point in my life, but it just kind of felt uh, not that it's a super crazy movie, but it just felt unlike other movies I'd seen where it was like kind of a rom-com, but it's like a super foul-mouthed one, but it also has these sweet moments and, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm so into it. I, nice. I still love it. I mean, is it possible? Could it? Hear that one later. Whoa. <laughs> Another one I didn't know. Um, Kerr. Yeah, uh, also, this is a super side note, because I like Silver Linings, that's another one we own here, but you should read the book sometime if you really like the movie. And I haven't, so I should. Uh, it's a very good book, yeah. I mean, they made a lot of changes. Also, Chris Tucker showed up randomly, he's been in, like, nothing for his entire, mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. but he is in Silver Linings. Another super One of the charming. few things. Super charming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper's great. Of course, Jennifer Lawrence is great. Awesome. Love it. Number seven, Eric? Number seven. Mr. Wood? A seven nominee... Okay. Two wins. Okay. <laughs> Stew for a minute. <laughs> oh, oh my God. gosh. Last time he's just like, and never each other's like, and then. 2017. Seven noms. Three billboards outside. Oh, oh yes. Oh. Eric tweeted out some of the ones that were probably going to be on his, so I didn't include mm-hmm. any of those in my guesses. Three billboards. Three, three billboards, billboards, good one. So three billboards. Tell me more. I, tell I feel like more. in the, uh, the sensitive time period that, that we're in the yeah i feel like it's just it's dark comedy yeah it's a just sharp script yes i feel like it was uh, for a while it was the favorite and best picture and then it kind of faded to yeah. and seeded to uh shape of water mm-hmm. mm. so uh um, should have been three billboards i think Frances mcdormand oh if you hadn't I mean, said her name, you know I was going to say her name. <laughs> the patron saint of acting. You got, I mean, what a strong... No one else could embody that character. Oh, she's I, I can't imagine. Yeah. But, we love you, Francis so, McDormand. Uh, seamlessly. Uh, An Oscar winner, Sam Rockwell, as well. Yeah. Sorry. Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson. Woody. Um, Great performance by Woody Harrelson. Just a really, really strong cast, really fun. Just such a different... I think for me... I, I, it, this one snuck up on me and, you know, I, I just think it's, it stays with you. It's one of those ones that I, I still think about. I still think it's, it's got some in, interesting, uh, poignant, uh, things to, to say as you watch yeah. it. They just announced he has another movie, uh, mm-hmm. coming like that he's working on. Yeah. Ooh. Really like just in the last week. Great. It was like Variety reported that, okay, he has a movie, and they had a little bit of the plot. I don't remember right now, but very little of the plot, and that's all that's known. Like, And it's like, that's all that's known at this okay. time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you if you like Three Billboards or you watch it and love it, see In Bruges, which he also yeah. wrote and okay. directed, which is fantastic with, mm-hmm. um, oh, shoot, Colin Farrell and uh, Brandon Gleeson. Seven Psychopaths also. Oh, yeah, which I still haven't seen. My, my sister really likes that movie, Kylie. Yeah, it's, it's another sharp... Yeah, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's great on that. Awesome. Yep. Okay, I think we go, uh, let's see, Jake, Eric, me on this one. Okay. Jake, number six. All right, we're now into the territory of, like, how and why even rank these, because I love each of these movies Uh so much. Okay, who knows? Maybe I'm I'm getting one of my papers ready just in case. I think we're in paper territory. (laughs) 
My number six. <laughs> yeah. My number six is her. Hey, favorite territory! Hey, favorite territory! We did it! I have a piece of paper that says okay. Jake Her. That's all that it says, guys. It's not really that exciting, but um, I did it. Yeah, I, I, had it. I had it. It was my fourth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was one of the two. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I said uh, I guessed that. And I, the other one will be there. We, you know, he hasn't even seen your list, so it's good. We're going to run long, so, I mean, I've talked about it in any episode where I had a chance to. So everyone knows how I feel about her. Yeah, it was in, yeah. So, yeah, it was a lock. Come on. I mean, uh, it was, me. but that was the one that I felt like, oh, I don't know for sure, for sure. But obviously it's number six, so. Yeah. So there it is. Her watch if you're if you haven't seen it you're insane. Um, yes. it's it's already I timeless I would say. Seven. Won an Oscar for screenplay. Speaking yeah. of, that yes. was one of my favorite uh, screenplay awards that won. That oh yeah, felt oh yeah, so, it's a great screenplay. That was so right. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. That's for another sure. one. That's this is another one that really holds up time period wise. I feel like with all the tech. All yeah, the, well, because the... they did such subtle production design and such mm-hmm. subtle look into the future. Like no no no, let's not be stupid and be like now everyone has whatever. It was like just like the extension of now phones are like this. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. the most brilliant way like to do sci-fi. And they didn't put a year on it, which is also brilliant because yeah. it just looks better. It can be any, it can be an alternate present or it can be a just like near future. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Her, that's my uh, six. No. Awesome. Eric, you want to hit up number six? I do. My number six of the decade. <laughs> Five nominations, I think only one win, Interstellar. Oh. oh I almost oh, got I that. know. Really holds up. Before Eric really got here, Jake was like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's got to be a Nolan on there because mm-hmm. Eric loves Nolan so much, but I we, I, did, I, I forgot how much you liked Interstellar. I do really like Truly. Interstellar. I, I, otherwise, I would have given you some love on that. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I yeah. think you're right. Guess Interstellar. So visual sure. effects. I'm worried one. I'm not going to get any of Eric's. <laughs> <laughs> visual effects. Uh, winner. Uh, nomination for music. Sound mixing. Production design. Sound editing. So some technical stuff. Yeah. But I still feel like just the ensemble cast. I think it's some of McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Some great, some great acting You get sure. some really subtle things from, I mean, little Timothy when he's a... Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I forgot he was even in it. Uh, oh yeah, that's weird. And Jessica huh. Chastain. Jessica Chastain and Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway and uh, who am I thinking? Manchester in the Sea that I can't. Affleck. Casey. Casey. Oh and yeah, I forgot. Fun cast. Yeah, what's his name? I saw it uh, twice in the theaters and never since. Okay. I saw yeah. it with you. Yeah. That was what. That was one of the first movies we ever saw. Was it? Together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think the whole sci-fi thing, but then there's still the first. I feel like the first half is what I just get enthralled by it just i think it's incredible i just think it, it pulls me in and then i like sci-fi so i just carries me through the end of it nice. even with its flaws even yeah its well and that was one that like mcconaughey's acting was so good in the one scene where he's crying that oh, it became yeah. a meme right what of showing him watching other things mm-hmm. and crying because he, <laughs> he he did such a great job in uh-huh. that scene of of selling the emotion so yeah yep. all right i'm six right uh, yeah. My number six is another one that um, is obvious if you've listened to our podcast extensively or even even recreationally, probably. <laughs> uh, my number six is uh, The Florida Project, hey. uh, which we did a whole, uh, whole podcast episode about, and I've been transparent about it and said so many things about it, similar to what Jake said about her. I don't want to go on too long other than saying I think it's so naturalistic in a good way. Uh, Willem Dafoe gives one of probably my favorite performances of all time. 
Uh, it's moving, it's thoughtful, it's melancholy. It has a lot of things to say about childhood. And it's, it sticks with me so, so much. Mm. Sticks with me so much. So Florida Project, my number six. Beautiful. Yeah, then let's see. I finished that one. Who finished the one before? I don't remember now. How do we... I do I'll so well and then one, I forget. So okay, Eric and then me, then you. Yeah. Eric, number five. We're, we're getting into the top five of the okay, decade, top guys. Five. If you've listened this long, I hope you're excited because I'm really excited. <laughs> Even though we might say some movies that were that you know and, and you know... I might not get to flip any of these papers for Eric. I will obviously flip these two for Jake. Um, yep. But we're in the top five. So, Eric, top five of the decade. Ten top years. Your favorite five movies. Number, Number five. Number five has really stayed on my list. It has grown probably on my top ten. It's five years later. So this is a 2015 Best Picture nominee. Mad Max. Mm. Yes, I did get one. You did. Is that your shot in the dark? Boom! Mad Max Fury Road on the paper. Yeah. I don't think that was the one I wasn't sure about. I didn't have it super high on my of the year, Uh but I feel like it's just it's. This was the last one that I guessed. Mm. This wasn't my shot in the dark. Oh, okay. But it was the one I wasn't sure about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I gotta rewatch that. Cinematography is wonderful. Um, Just the whole. Furiosa, Charlize Theron's wonderful. That's another jewel of the acting. Category. Oh my gosh! If you go into my classroom, I have Mad Max on one wall with her. I have my bobble, not my bobblehead, my Funko Pop of her. Mm-hmm. I have a Pinterest thing that someone drew of her at Comic Con. I got a thing of her where it's just like her arm and she's looking in that. So it's Furiosa all over my. I don't have enough memorabilia of Furiosa or Mad Max, but I think the directing George Miller was wonderful. It's just got so many just gorgeous shots, like... Oh my gosh, yes. Um, Craft. The story is just compelling. But so simple, but yeah. so compelling. Uh, but just the artistry, too. Oh I mean, the, It has the no business being comes, good as good as it is. It's such a different feel than just your average... I don't know. It's just... It's, it's a fun, different, tough... Yeah. I'm... I liked it. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, we make a lot of, you know, you have to make conscious decisions as a parent as far as like, what are you going to have your kids watch? And when are you going to have them watch stuff? And I like, uh, this is probably one of the first, I don't know, adult type movies, Mm -hmm. rated R movies that I'll show my kids just because I think it's interesting. I think they can grasp onto some of the themes, but I also just think there's something always going on on the screen that's just like beautiful, Mm. weird, awesome so stylish, um, but always serving the story. Uh, yeah, it's 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 I, I I still it's still astounding just what that movie did. I remember the like, old Mad Max stuff, like when I was a kid. I remember yeah. the visually that stuff sticking with you, and to then take that and in the twenty tens make that come back right. and go even a step further with it. I think that speaks to the craftsmanship George Miller had with that. I think it's. It's incredible. Yeah, if you just describe what the movie is, mm-hmm. like we talked about with some other ones, people be like, oh, that sounds dumb. Like, well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my number five uh, was mentioned on, I think, I think just Eric's as far as ones that didn't mention it. So I'll handle Jordan Peele for you. My number five of the decades, Get Out. Yeah, there it is. Um, which I just really loved the, um, how, everything that pulled off. And I've said a lot about it over the years, and it was my number one that year. Florida Project was my number two, and here they are at number six and number five of the decade. Uh, that was a great year for me for film, just stuff that I absolutely loved. 
uh, going back to 2017. Uh, what Jordan Peele pulled off as far as very Parasite-esque in the way that he juggled a lot of different things with so deftly, with such confidence, and said a ton about what's going on in society. Like that is always what I gravitate to. We've got great performances. You're making me laugh, just like in Parasite, but you're saying something that's super relevant about not just the experience of being African-American, but the experience of being a human and stuff that's like resonant as well and stuff that's important for honestly like an idiot white person like me to see and understand and think about. And I just love that he's challenging me. He's challenging everyone. Um, but I felt challenged watching it and I felt like, you know, my understanding of the world and my biases needed to be like held in check and figured out. Um, and there's just so many compelling moments in it, uh, showing the keys, uh, clinking the glass. And of course, Lil Ray, Howry, every single freaking scene he's in talking to Daniel Kalia on the phone totally. is hilarious. So I, I couldn't leave it off my list. It's all the way up at number five. I have such esteem for Get Out. Brilliant. Um, my number five, I think we're going to start to see a lot of overlap here. <laughs> here we go. My number five is The Artist. Ah, The Artist, yes. What a gorgeous movie. The best gateway drug ever for uh, just for black and white or silent movies. Uh, also have used it in classes, and it's so fun to see how for like uh, teenagers, right? This can, it's like, whoa, it can be entertaining, right? Yeah. Uh, so shout out The Artist. Love it. Talked about it a lot, so I'm done. Nice. Before. Then I think goes me, right? Me, you, Eric. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Like the first one. Okay, so my number four. The artist, though, much love. I mean... Where'd it, you have it on yours? Was it 10? It was 10. Okay. Yeah, it was 10. Um, I, I mean, without we don't want to give anything away. It's, it is conceivable that we'll hear about it again. We also may not. Um, but... The artist? If you've never seen The Artist... Um, yeah, that is what I was saying. Uh, you should you should check it out because yeah. It's, yeah, it's and we're just kind of absolutely. alone, by the way, in terms I of like. I know that's what I mentioned when like film buzzy that was world. The one you were talking about falling? No, 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 no. I no, I had I, it moved up on mine. The okay. year I watched it, I had it like five. I feel like hmm. people were mad when it won, and people since I've, people say it's one of the worst best picture yeah, winners, yeah, which is absurd lot, to me. It's yeah. on a lot of a ton. Right. It's absolutely absurd to me. Yeah. That because if you the, rewatch it, like it just gets better and it's better pure and better. Less enjoy. Oh like, my gosh. Perfect. Oh my. Goodness. Yeah. It, it. I mean, they made the movie they wanted to make. Like, mm-hmm. and when people slander, this is hard to me because it's like, no, no, nothing's changed. It's like, like did you watch it? I, yeah, I, don't, I know. It's, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine so I think it's me right yeah number four uh, was just mentioned by Eric and you heard me already gush about it Mad Max Fury Road is my fourth nice. of the decade uh, absolutely love it um, held out hope that year that it would somehow upset for best picture um, but it's I mean it's not the type of movie that does but that's what was so cool it was like that year everyone was surprised it yeah. was like from the get go when everyone saw it, 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 and it had had a troubled production history and stuff um, and then when it came out, it was just like, everyone was like, oh, oh my gosh, oh, that amazing. was amazing. Like, wow. And it also shows up on a ton of lists of the best mm-hmm. movies of the decade. Same thing. I think it speaks because to it a lot of people. Because it just sticks with people, mm-hmm. but even mm-hmm. though it shouldn't. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment. The story is like, oh, they're trying to escape. And then they get to a place and they're like, we can't escape here. Let's go back. Like, that's the entire <laughs> freaking story. <laughs> um, but it's like the, the artistry, the craft and everything. And, and Eric already touched on it. So, um that was me. Mm-hmm. Number four, Jake. Four. <clears throat> <laughs> Paper um, time? <laughs> Paper time. 
and introducing it for all of us, <laughs> uh, my number four is La La Land. Oh, hey. I didn't know. I didn't oh. guess that. I thought that would be a paper guarantee. No, okay. no, it wasn't. Did I guess that? I guess that either. I'm, I, I'm very confident assuming. It. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's... I just, I, the, the, my other two I feel even more confident about. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we did an episode. We talk about it every episode anyway, probably in some way. So, if ends. we don't talk about it, we're thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it will stay with you. What's the Mean Girls quote? Like, I, I spend 80% of my time talking about La La Land, and I spend the other 20% praying someone else will bring it up so I can talk more about La La Land. Uh, the most instant classic movie I think I've ever seen. Like I knew when I saw it, I loved it, and it's never changed. Oh, Boom, gosh. done. <laughs> that was funny and well done. It's number four. Yeah. All right, number four has already been talked about. So, best picture nominee, Silver Linings Playbook. Hey, nice. yeah. Okay. I didn't realize. It. I mean, you mentioned it before. I think you might have had it on screenplay or something. Maybe not, but I. So I thought maybe. No, I, I didn't tweet, realize you loved it. He tweeted much. about it today, okay. and that's how I was like, "Oh, Silver Linings." Awesome. David O. David O. David Russell. O. David O. Russell. I mean, he's got some good stuff, and that's yes. Uh, that to me is one of his best. I feel like there there are a couple things that throw he has me a off new movie. It. He also they announced he has he's working on a new thing. Yeah, oh, finally. Read yeah, that. true story. I don't know. There's something about it that I I feel like it just affected me. Like uh, there was a time where I just felt like I could relate to going through not necessarily mental illness and the struggles that that, that but overcoming and dealing with life issues i feel like it just resonated with me and i think those two acting performances are so great so, yeah I've, I've never loved bradley cooper like i love him in that movie like mm-hmm. it's amazing anyway. nice yep. yeah beautiful thank you um i think uh you know uh jake oh is that right? already no wait yeah it is yeah then eric then me okay okay Number three. Down to three. We're up to three, guys. Another first mention that I'm sure will come up again. First mention. What? My number three is Boyhood. No? Put that back down. I did get your top two. Hey! You don't don't know. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I got your top two. Do you? I don't know. Okay. Oh, you don't think I know? No, I know you know. (laughs) One. Okay. Anyway, what we're talking about is Boyhood. Uh, one of my, in fact, my third favorite movie of the decade, uh, Linklater. We never did our Linklater episode. I know. We want to. He has a lot more and so it takes more. Right. And so that's why we, if we don't sit down and all get the movies and do it, then it just keeps getting It's too much. It's too much. Oh, Richard. Um, but oh, Richard. Yeah, he's great, man. Yeah. One of the greatest uh, cinematic experiments of all time, I would say. Amazing how... Uh, a movie about the small moments in life can feel so grand uh, and and profound, really. Um, I've probably talked about it a lot before, so I, again, I won't take a ton of time, but uh, I every time I see it, it's like, man, it's almost three hours. Do I have time? Do I, I've, only, I've seen it probably three or four times uh, since it came out, and it's just every time, start to finish, yeah. I'm uh, completely into it. It's like what? a mosaic of, you know, moments. And, and some... Tried and true and other surprising, mm-hmm. but uh, we talked about this before. Ambitious and audacious, what Richard Linklater pulled off from yeah. filming that like a documentary over so many years. It blurs that line between documentary and fiction in, in beautiful ways. Oh, yeah. I definitely yeah. respect the craftsmanship. This isn't, it's not one that affects Resonated me with you as much, reason. yeah. This is, this is one where me and, me and Chad have talked about it 
at length. This one and I feel like Whiplash. Those are the two where we like. I like them. I respect them, but they just I don't. They didn't. I didn't remember that obviously because I guessed mm-hmm. Whiplash earlier. So that's hard for me to understand with Whiplash, but Boyhood, mm-hmm. I do understand why someone would not like it. Yeah, so yeah. Whiplash connects. I connect with it a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's. I'm warming up to it more and more, but I I definitely started lower on the where I like it. Right. It where. Yeah. As we've talked yeah. about, I guess. Okay. All right. What's your three? What's your number three, Eric? Number three of, of the decade, guys. Have we all talked about this one? I don't know that we've all talked about this one. Yeah, I don't think... I think I missed one. I think I missed one of these. Maybe fresh. Because I tried to do that that shot in the dark, and I think... Number three, the 2010 classic, The Social Network. Whoa! What are you doing all the way up at number three? Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, There's no way these are his top two. But no, no, this one is Well, that's a a get for me on Eric. I guessed that he would say it. Yeah, well, I didn't didn't look at that list. I didn't didn't remember how... I just didn't remember how much you loved it as well. I should have. I love the music of it. I love... Oh, yeah, I forgot. I love uh, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake's great, yeah. Probably the best use of his acting talent. You better lawyer up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes, I love that quote. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Army Hammer, too. It's just got a good... Freaking the one... The guy from Handmaid's Tale. Max Minghella. Max Minghella and, of course, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I, and we didn't even mention Jesse, but... Jesse Eisenberg, and even Rooney Mara, who's only in it for five minutes. She's mm-hmm. she's great. I re- I show that opening scene that all the time is... to show Aaron Sorkin the way that he establishes a million things in five minutes, With like questions. what the movie's going to be about, mm-hmm. who's Jesse Eisenberg, what does he care about, you know, where it's going. It's yeah. so it's such a great yeah. opening scene. Yeah, and we did a whole episode about it, guys. Yep. A whole episode. We've only done a couple, and we've mentioned, and I mean, you know, you could have guessed these. The ones we did episodes about, La La Land, Social Network, and The Florida Project. Mm-hmm. And Almost Famous, but that was, that's not in this decade. So. Right. Yeah. So Fincher, Dark Tones, I, I don't know. It, it stands out. It's, it holds up very nicely and is probably a lot higher than I initially ranked it that year, but... Yeah, but now you have it up number one. Boom. Uh, my number three is a repeat now, and, and all mine are going to be repeats now, but uh, my number three is uh, La La Land. Yeah. yeah, it is. I love, I love how Jake said it was an instant classic because it's just really so... I mean, I use that word assured a lot, but um, those are the movies I really like where you can tell that the director just knew exactly what he or she wanted, executed it with the greatest actors and, and actresses that he or she could, and this is just like... A modern musical while also being an homage to old musicals. It says a ton about following our dreams. It says a ton about how relationships work. It says a ton about what, why we create movies. Um, and it, it's, the craftsmanship is so high, Justin Hurwitz with his score, as well as what I think is one of the best used movie songs in the history of movies, which is Audition, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. describes everything the movie is about in a brilliant scene in one take with uh, great, great acting, great camera work, and, you know, just telling you this is why we go to the freaking movies. Uh, yeah, it's great. We, we touched on it. We'll hear about okay. it again in a few that minutes. That was a guess, by the way. I correctly <laughs> used my expert. What? How did you know? Yeah, it's, it, it were, there were some tough calculations, but I did figure out that Chad would probably have that on this top ten. All right, Eric, number two. Okay, number two. So... My last two, these were the ones that I felt like they were going to be, I didn't know necessarily what spot they'd be in. Yeah, one of mine I'm going to get right, and the other one I, I was 
wrong. Okay. Unless, unless I still it's, got yes. two guesses these, for you. These Let's are see. the two that are on my all-time list somewhere. Okay. So, uh, number two, 2015 Spotlight. Yeah, Whoa. that's where. So I looked up on the list and I saw that you had Mad Max two mm-hmm. just now, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, maybe Mad Max isn't on there. And so, but I didn't change my guesses. Mm-hmm. So the one that I missed, by the way, since I already know what your number one's gonna be, uh, yeah. I thought I thought you had higher esteem for Gone Girl for some oh, reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing! Um, so I had yeah, yeah. get that was my shot in the dark though, where I was like, um, I don't, I don't know, you know. I do. I, I mean, that's yeah, like, but not quite. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's don't worry. You don't need to make me feel better. Um, <laughs> so Spotlight is that it's just one that sticks with me. I think the history of it, that it's just a story about like news work. And it's, I could watch that over and over again. And I yeah. think it's fascinating, the whole, how it comes together. I think the ensemble cast, I think Rachel McAdams, Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Rock Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, a great movie. So powerful. And yeah. really, really, really could have been run of the mill, but yeah. does not feel, no. does not feel that way. Expert. Yep. Yeah. Makes me be like, should Tom I? Tom McCarthy, right? Yep. Tom McCarthy. Makes me want to use my actual college major, maybe, and get into journalism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, Whatever. I mean, that's, it's just, it made newspaper writing, filing, it made all that stuff, like, exciting. Oh, yeah. And, and just, I love the music of it, I listened to that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah that year, what, I talked about how great, no, truly, like, way back, mm-hmm. we did, we did our, if we, not if we picked the one, Memo to the Academy, and I said Spotlight sound, score. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which didn't even get nominated. I what? don't. I don't think. Stop I could be wrong, that. but I don't think so. But it's a really good score. Really subtle. It is. And everyone talked about how they do like the framing all the time, where they're like interviewing people, and there's always churches in the background. Tom McCarthy made a lot of really subtle directorial mm-hmm. choices that worked really well. Love that choice. Yeah, yep. me too. Right. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's it's me, right? Uh, it's got to be you. Yeah. Yeah. My number two already mentioned. Uh, you know, is uh, Boyhood. Yeah, it is. Second <laughs> guess correct. Mm. <laughs> uh, my number two is Boyhood. Um, and uh, we already mentioned things when uh, Jake mentioned it a minute ago. Uh, resonant, ambitious. I, I, I do think it's, it's uh, wonderful that, oh, now I'm going to forget it. Patricia Arquette won the uh, best actress, or was it supporting? I think it was actress. Maybe it was supporting. I, now I can't remember, but she won an Oscar. Thank yeah. you. But mm-hmm. I and and I thought she was great. But I thought Ethan Hawke was really underlooked in in his performance. Not that you know he needed to get nominated, and she didn't. But I think that he anchored the movie. Obviously, the kid whose name I should have written down because he hasn't been in very much. Um, Eller. Yeah. What? What's his last name? Coltrane. Thank you, mm-hmm. Eller Coltrane, who yeah. plays the main kid. Uh, you know they didn't know they got him when he was six or whatever, so they didn't know how he turned out. But he does really expressive, subtle work. Um, and just, it really appeals to me, that idea of coming of age, but in a, in a way it's never been told before. Oh, yeah. Not, not fictionally, at least. So, Boyhood, my number two. Okay. And then, uh, Eric, right? Or, no, you just finished. My number two. I gotta do my two, yeah. Yeah, this one's obvious. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> Okay. Well, 2016's been flip-flopping ever since we did our episode on it. I honestly can't even remember anymore what I originally said. I think I originally You had La La Land first at the time, but now, obviously... Now, obviously, it's Moonlight. (laughs) Hook, line, and sink. Just because you you looked at my updated 2016? No. I didn't need to look at your updated 2016, Jake. I I just don't know. I just knew. 
Come on, man. How often does it come up, though? I feel like... Remember that I didn't put La La Land, and I, I didn't even need to know that. Like, I just, yeah, I just, I just feel like La, like some of these movies, like La La Land and like Her, it's just like I always bring them up. Sure. Moonlight, it's obvious I love it, but I just feel like it doesn't come up as much in our episodes, but yeah. okay, you knew. I still yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. Well, knew. It's, it's yeah. Such a okay, everybody movie. knew. Well, even for me, and I know I didn't have it on my top ten, um, but even for me, like I, I talked to you about this at the time. That's when we own, and the second time I watched it, I was just like, "Oh man, it's even better than mm-hmm. than I thought the first time." And I had it number four that year. I just have other movies that I also really love, and that was a great year too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just so the cinematography. Anyway, go on, go on. Yeah, I, I do. I, well, I appreciate it more every time I watch it. Yeah. Um, especially just the subtlety with which the subject matter was handled because yeah. it would have been uh, easy, I guess, to uh, make a, you know, in your face, here are the, you know, heartstring moments for telling a story about uh, the entire uh, childhood, teen, teenagehood, and uh, young adulthood of a gay black man. Um, but I love that it it makes you kind of fish for it, right? Uh, just for the emotions, you have to let it seep in more um, subtly. And so, just Barry Jenkins, I really appreciate what you did with uh, Moonlight. Yeah, so. man. It's a... Uh, and a great performance from uh, Naomi Harris. Yeah. And also all three uh, a- a younger mm-hmm. actors that play um, Chiron and, uh, and Oscar-winning Mahershala Ali. Who is just? I mean, he's barely in it, and yet it feels like he owns the movie. Yeah. Not owns it because you have you have Trevante Rhodes and he you have the other guys. He does and and yeah yeah he, he does. Owns. And Andre Holland, right? Who plays uh, the other the other mm-hmm. guy at the end? And you've got the stuff he does where people are talking, but you don't see their faces uh, moving and stuff yeah. that Barry Jenkins does. Mm, but Mahershala Ali is just such a presence. And Janelle Monae, who hadn't done like anything at the time, no, she's, she's really good. She's really great. And she's, that's the she's most I've watched her since now. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's branched out now, but um, yeah, fantastic stuff. All right, uh, let's have Eric, let's hit, have you hit your number one. Okay. Um, and so that then Jake and I will talk about our number one, which is the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since we've already mentioned the one that you have number one, yep. I assume. 2016 La La Land. Yeah, hey, yep, correct guess for me. Yeah, yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> Holding in high, high esteem. We've talked about it already. We'll move on quickly, but it's wonderful. Check it out, guys. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Uh, going back to the instant classic thing. I mean, I don't even need to show. Jake and I know we have the same number one. Yeah, we both um, know. And we did, we did a, a podcast episode about it a while back, and uh, it, it not only is it great filmmaking. Oh, well, we didn't say it yet, but it's The Social Network, mm-hmm. um, which Eric already mentioned. We all know. And, and Finch, <laughs> yeah, yeah Fincher's great. And, and the thing was, like, this is 100% true. I was like, don't put it number one. Everyone knows it's going to be your number one. But it's yeah, yeah. just the, but to me, it's the best movie of the decade. How fun is it that it's 2010? Like, it, were, it was the yeah. earliest as far back edge as you we can could go. use. And yeah. like, we still picked it. Yeah, so. and, and, and you for, go listen to the podcast episode, but we'll say just a few things before, before we leave today. Um, and one is that just nothing has captured for me the social media age, nope. um, the way we interact. You know, I've said it so many times, the way we live now. I've said it every time we talk about the social network. Um, but you're, you're, it's surrounded by all these great performances, this really expressive score. Um, but ultimately, it's still relevant. It's only gotten more freaking relevant mm-hmm. as it's moved on, as everyone kind of lives life in this way that Mark Zuckerberg was living life. And 
I can't, every time it ends, and I've seen it multiple times, and another one that grew on me, I didn't have it number one at the time of the year. This is one that really holds up as far as... Oh, it holds up, value. yeah. Like, you oh, watch yeah. this over and over. That dialogue scene, you could yeah. watch that. Yeah, and it, I mean, it has great dialogue from Aaron Sorkin, and it's, mm-hmm. it's fast-paced, really but sure. just him near the end, and he's, like, re- refreshing, like, what a capturing of what's important to us. And, I, I, and, it, and it indicts us all. It indicts us all for, mm-hmm. like, the way we live our lives and the, the what's important to us and how we decide whether we're successful or not. Um, and Aaron Sorkin doesn't have anyone say the themes, and that it makes the yeah. movie even better. No one's spouting for us. I mean, there are small things, sure, but nothing where it's like somebody saying like, well, all we care about now is nothing like that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have speechifying in the way that you usually get in a movie like this, and the movie's all the better for it. Yeah. Completely agree. It's a it's perfectly calculated what to include in the telling of that story and how to embellish it in a way that's been timeless now for 10 years. Like Chad was saying, we have new ways we use social media now that didn't exist in 2010, but I still feel like this has been the most accurate and the, it still feels the most modern, like, a movie to take on social media and technology. If I watch another movie from the past few years trying to address this, uh, you know, addiction and lifestyle change that we have, something always, like Men, Women, and Children, right? It always which is feels not that great. No, it's bad. I'm no, no offense, Jason Reitman, but, but that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yes, it always comes off as hokey or preachy or preachy like especially. it just doesn't under just miscalculations with what how to show people using the technology. Yeah. It's just the social network got it right. And it's timeless, even though it's about this very specific creation of uh, time period of Facebook. Um, and yeah, he so, we mentioned earlier yeah. he 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 Aaron Sorkin back to back adapted the uh, what is that called the Accidental Billionaires I think is what the mm-hmm. Facebook book is yep. called, and then Moneyball, um, both nonfiction books, both in some ways could feel like well how could you make an exciting fictional movie out of this, and he just keyed in on the exact things that would resonate, like you said, forever. Yeah. There's no, I love that you said it's not preachy. It's not simplistic. Right. It's super complex. But again, it doesn't flaunt that complexity. It's like, no, we're just telling this story. Yeah. We're just telling this, it's just a character study about this guy, Mark Zuckerberg. And I know he's kind of admitted, well, yeah, it's not exactly Mark Zuckerberg, but it's like. Doesn't matter. It, exactly. It's like the, what drove this character and what drives all of us uh, in the world that we live in with, with, with any number, I mean, it doesn't matter that it's not Facebook anymore. It's Twitter, it's mm-hmm. Instagram, it's Snapchat, it's TikTok, whatever. it's whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, lording over us and somehow giving us our worth. Um, like it opens with him in the scene with Rooney Mara, it ends with him refreshing, hoping she's. It's just so. It's perfect. Uh, I'm gonna call it perfect. It's yeah. My number one in the decade. Oh, social. So and it's I mean it's mini anticlimactic but I don't care because we you know we went through all these other fun movies and stuff and uh, if you haven't seen the Social Network um, you should see it and if you watch it then you should listen to our podcast episode yeah. about it and if you didn't like it then you should wonder about your tastes exactly <laughs> stop listening just kidding <laughs> please don't uh, stop listening <laughs> and um, who, here's hoping some movie will come out in twenty twenty that. Ten years later, we'll still call the best of the decade. Oh, what a moving thing you just said. That's what we should end with. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we might touch on the Oscars in the future. We'll come back hopefully soon. We've been trying to be a little more you know, uh, uh, scheduled. I got sick, which is the only reason we didn't do our, our normal Oscar one. But we're looking into the future a little bit. Maybe Linklater. Maybe the Coens. Uh, maybe this summer, Wes Anderson, who has a new movie, The French Dispatch. 
um, with a great cast. But it's been it's been a good decade. Like looking at the list, I was like, you know, I love movies. Yes, I love movies so much. So love them. Do thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>